yo, this is Creature K, and I'm totally freaked out. I just looked at this old documentary that I discovered on YouTube hella years ago. Uh, it's called The Spirit World, and it's by this guy named Christopher Everard. He's, like, from Europe, or, you know, he has, like, a British accent. And I don't know, he kind of uh, spoke on a lot of di different information, you know, that kind of, you know, reminded me of stuff that Bobby Hammond or Phil Valentine talked about from New York City. And... They would have all kinds of different information about the origins of, you know, the occult world and secret societies and a lot of conspiracy stuff. This Christopher Everard guy, he really put together some crazy information, packaged it, called it Spirit World. And, um, yeah, really, you know, spoke on a whole lot of different levels, a lot of spookism, a lot of shocking kind of stuff. You know, if you grew up, you know, scared of possessions or spirit communication or you know like if that was something that was looked down upon you know um it it totally affect you if you watch this thing you'd be tripped out <laughs> like i was but pretty much um yeah man it starts talking about 9-11 and the whole catastrophes you know it's sending a shockwave to the spirit world three thousand people that lost their lives that day um kind of talks about this thing called uh the mojo spirit which is like a spirit that like can take shape and form on a door frame and how that can fall on the top of your head and pretty much possess you and have you in a state of uh you know just self-doubt and just you know your subconscious is just getting twisted and whatnot and he eventually in the documentary brings up how this uh these these tumors i guess uh could be formed in the body and whatnot. They usually have hair and teeth and whatnot. And there was a, uh, a few different occult practices that uh, was trying to, you know, make these mojo spirits um, become physical and give them a body and put them into people and whatnot. Do these like crazy rituals um, to try to bring about those type of means. And so then he starts going into the, the this is Christopher Everard. He starts in the, in the documentary. He starts he takes it in the direction talking about the Ouija board, spirit communication, that the séance was the you know what all these rich people paid for you know, that to try to conjure up this this communication like it, it was a weird way of thinking. But you know to tap into the past you know ancestors or the people you know that came before you, your family members or whoever you would do these séances with they would basically um, inspire um, the future, the past inspiring the future, you know, going backwards and, you know, taking, you know, uh, some steps to make communication through, t through technology even. Uh, so we'll later find out. So I want to play this excerpt and just kind of go through it a little bit toward the end. So here it goes. Oh, so he first starts off by saying, now this is the ending of the documentary. It's about uh, like an hour, 34 minutes into it. He starts talking about um, there was impressions made on a weapon, um, actual fingerprints that were made from like a spirit pretty much. So let's see what he's getting at. Real fingerprints. This phenomenon was witnessed by John Scotsman who took William Crooks's cathode ray tube 
and combined it with the pioneering research of Sir Oliver Lodge. Okay, so John Logie Baird, he took some information from a couple different dudes. From Sir Oliver Lodge, uh, his like uh, his projections and eventually using the technology to cast the projection onto a, a tube screen. And uh, it was kind of like a it was kind of like an oval shaped, and it was able to kind of you know they would focus it in and have to dial it in to get a better view, you know. But they they produced a couple images, which is pretty crazy. John Logie Baird used ultra high frequency or UHF waves to transmit invisible sound and pictures through the air. At a frequency so high, some said it would affect the spirits who lived in the ether. Damn! So he's using UHF, ultra high, uh, ultra high frequencies. You know, so he's this dude is trying to hit a crazy frequency that humans can't even hear, but it can penetrate or maybe shake or rattle up. Like, you know, if there's thin walls between our world and the spirit world, like they say, there's a thin veil, then hitting the UHFs, uh, you know, the ultra high frequency waves, hitting on that spectrum using probably some sort of technology. It showed him using some sort of computer, it looked like, or some sort of like, you know, machinery, some sort of circuitry device uh, to hit that sound frequency probably on a digital level you know what i'm saying it was i mean it was probably analog but um as far as them just using like a live current of electricity so it is going in a digital sense because they're using a digital current uh you know electricity to produce a, a sound wave and hit it through a speaker or something to to get it all the way up you know the highest octave transposed to like the highest sound or it could it could be the darkest sound uh, so low, you know, the bass is so low, you, you can't hear it, but you can feel it, you know what I'm saying? So, this guy is experimenting with this kind of stuff, uh, you know, to pretty much penetrate or just to send a knock to the, the, you know, the doors that are the gateway to the spirit world, you know? It's pretty shocking stuff, hearing this when you're like, 17 or 18 and you're just like <laughs> oh my what am I up against out there in the world you know in the mid 1920s John Logie Baird also invented noctovision which was a form of television which could record images in total darkness using infrared rays in 1926 Sir Oliver Lodge and his daughter visited Baird's laboratory and was extremely impressed by this new invention. John Logie Baird's noctovision would lead him to become involved with experiments into the spirit world. Man, so noctovision, the great pioneers, Thomas Edison and all, you know, all kinds of people of their day, they were just like, what? Okay, this is like, you know, this looks like a, like some sort of like Atari, like, you know, like a Commodore 64, like video game system or something. <laughs> like, it was just a huge box with like a, with like a lens on it. <laughs> You're able to look in there and see some sort of image kind of projected on something that would be used the ultra, the infrared, you know what I'm saying? So he's dealing with all these different spectrums 
because for one in science they mapped it out you know and it's very similar to the chakra system and he talks about the mojos of you know they're going into the tops of the heads of the people which are they which is like the seventh chakra so it's like you know the crown chakra so it's like if something could penetrate the you know the top of your head that'll zap you you know what i'm saying that'll zap you out or you know what i mean it'll put you in a situation where you're just in a you know a volatile kind of like you know your immune system could probably get low or something and you could be on some curse level you know and pretty much that's what he's getting at that, that people did the ceremonies in the in you know in the in the ritual magic circles of probably hollywood or whatnot to try to put these entities in people and be getting them pregnant and whatnot the secret life of john lodge So this guy agreed to it, you know, I mean, they hit him up, they dropped a proposal like, hey, we want to use your technology to see this ectoplasm, uh, which is also featured in that Haunting of Connecticut movie. And they kind of bring up, you know what I'm saying, a couple different spirit mediums and the whole seance imagery and, you know, the set is designed in the movie, like that time period, you know. So creepy stuff. <laughs> slicing his own throat with a razor. The police had encased the blood-stained razor complete with fingerprints in a glass case. After her son's suicide, Marjorie was heartbroken and joined a spiritualist church in order to make contact with her dead son's spirit. During a seance, she fell into a trance and ectoplasm began to exude from her body, which formed a solid hand. Spirits told her that this hand was the hand of her own dead son. Wow. So, man guys going way way too in you know what i'm saying <laughs> on this information uh as far as uh kind of a factual story from their memoirs about how this uh this person conjured this whole arm to come out of her mouth pretty much and how that was something that they probably to some degree took a picture of with that ecto or that uh, that noctovision uh, projection camera, like a huge Polaroid camera or something. Yeah, but that's that's crazy. Um. So, 
This documentary is crazy. Weird. Kind of like 14 paranormal counterculture sort of sort of way. <sighs> and um yeah, so so weird. Such a weird documentary. The idea of the spirit world, the astral planes. You know, they talk about uh Dude talks about all kind of stuff. Phonograph contacted Baird at a seance. The spirit of Edison tapped out a message in Morse code. What Thomas Edison? Now he's contacting Thomas Edison. And told Baird that his Noctovision system would enable the living to speak with the dead. Wow. So now he's getting in the whole idea that. Thomas Edison's getting at him, you know, that this is it. This is what we've been waiting for. This is going to propel the back and forth communication. Hello? Phone calls from the dead. Yeah, he starts getting into how, you know, people from the other side are using technology to contact, you know, through whether that be phone or email or flat out mail it's like actual stuff that's written handwritten letters and weird stuff like that and that could very well be um, something that's fabricated or you know um, kind of like manufactured I would say actually um, you know the different teams behind different stuff like that yeah it could be really really weird triangulate you know a triangulated setup for sure. Um, they brought it back to Europe, um, it then made its way over to America, and believe it or not, Ouija boards were marketed as a novelty um, by various games manufacturers in America. And yeah, you know, the Ouija board, you can get it. You used to be able to get it at Toys R Us. Toys R Us shut down. Um, there's different methods of tapping into spirit form. I mean, so, man, earlier I just mentioned how this guy's going in on the idea that spirit communication was enabled um, long ago and that through that and them producing the cavalry tube the television set and all that kind of stuff it eventually made way for uh, a glitch in the system of sorts where earlier I was comparing uh, the spirit world like hacking your system you know being able to get into your information about your family and whatnot and have you kind of shook at a seance or like at a you know a group hangout or you know a sleepover or whatnot and people play dark games like that you know just you know there's there's new forms of it you know there's new apps and stuff like that where kids are playing uh that are similar like they're the equivalent of like you know like a bloody mary or some sort of game where you pretty much call onto a entity you know to uh show their face or show their self you know um and it's a it's a it was an old school culture that's finding its way in the new generations uh lives um 
but yeah, so the spirit, um, man, the spirit, you know, as far as the electrons, they, they are produced and harnessed in the projection cathode ray tube. And that kind of propels the whole projection. And yeah, it's strange, you know, so Toys R Us got, uh, I think they bankrupt or something, but all their stores closed uh, or a handful of stores closed. The one out here in Chico, California, that one closed, and that was the only one in the area for a long time. And you know, just like KB Toys and all these stores, they kind of just ceased to exist over time. Um, a lot of the Conjuring, you know, the Black Magic type toys. <laughs> uh, well, you know, the board games, culture, and stuff like that. Monopoly. That was a wild magic game kids kind of like project a subconscious future of trying to live in housing and try to own property you know it's kind of like a realtor sort of game the game of life you know there's games like that that are in that same fashion that same style then you have games like chess and checkers that are you know designed to be um like thought-based like strategic technical type games a lot of those games they like are designed to be like uh, sport, you know, like blood sport, like competition, where, you know, there's a winner and a loser, and, you know, the best two out of three games, you know, uh, just like war, you know, there's hundreds of thousands of troops, and, you know, just people killed by these different war games, scenarios on a physical level, that translates, and it's always kind of been a subconscious thing to be strategic to survive and that whole mentality perception um so yeah this documentary is crazy man it's going into a lot of different information spirit communication uh in their footsteps in 1909 sir oliver lodge wrote the ether of space a companion to his equally groundbreaking book about the spirit world called Man, this, this Earth, Sir Oliver Lodge guy. The Survival of Man. These early scientists taught that no element could exist without having some form of relationship to the ether. Damn. Every element has a compatibility or has an origin from the ether or a spirit world or the other dimension that potentially houses spirits <laughs> pretty much um, the ether was the domain of spirit and the realm from which magicians and psychics such as the French doctor Nostradamus received their information damn that's what they're saying, that, that it's coming from this spirit world, the ether, uh, the ether of space. So, damn, there, so there's, so space could literally be the spirit world, like on a black matter, uh, invisible level, you know? Like, the, the ether travels through space, you know, through whatever life form that's, uh, you know, affected or uh, kind of like killed or, you know, that they're able to make the transition 
and uh, go from one form to another. That's if that's even a plausible thing, you know what I'm saying? Because that's just a, a fabrication of a handful of words, you know? Uh, the, spirit, the whole spirit world thing, these guys were invested in it. Like, their thesis, like, their major, <laughs> you know what I mean, was trying to pursue this on the under for a little bit, but they made it a lot public on publications and the back of magazines and different methods to get people to tune in, and they really advertised, not as heavy as they do now. Now they kind of just show off their little... Uh, place of worship and stuff like that but don't they all you know so let's see attended trinity college in the late 1800s yeah this is this gets stranger and stranger was a highly respected physicist in the Victorian era. Crooks not only attended dark mirror rituals at the Golden Dawn, but was also a leading member of the Society for Psychical Research. Sir William Crooks had invented several devices which could measure the existence of tiny elementary particles, such as electrons. <laughs> Electron elemental particle you know so a lot of these words and a lot of these terminologies a lot of that information came from these these paranormal cultists and you know you, you got on cbs right now that strange angel show that it's got like i think like like almost like 10 episodes in right now you can go find it online and it's it's pretty much the life of a an occult you know, like a ritual ceremony initiate who also is trying to pursue the rocket technology and that whole science fiction behind that. So, yeah, so right now CBS is trying to push the the interest and kind of like the, the uh, just the whole new, new age, you know, spiritualist movement, culture, enthusiast, people that are into that kind of factual information. Sir William Crooks believed that spirits in the ether were capable of moving small primary particles such as electrons and protons. William Crooks developed the cathode ray tube, the most important element to a modern television. The cathode ray tube looks like a damn drug pipe like look like a crack pipe straight up <laughs> and it lights up something with sulfur or something it's like some alchemy type of shit it's it's ridiculous what they're getting at let's see firing billions of electrons at a glass screen covered in phosphorus these pioneering experiments produced amorphous fuzzy speckles on a glass screen by staring at the cathode ray tube image, Crooks realized that spirits might somehow be invoked to arrange these particles into an image of the spirit world. Duh. That was horrible. Um, yeah, so the idea that the entities could project something on the screen. So pretty much like 
that I mean that whole thought right there is getting at the idea that you know people set up these elaborate movie sets and you know the these the you know they cast all these characters and these you know these actors actresses and they are just you know perfect for these parts to create this storyline and the perfect scene and you know all the different angles the camera angles uh, cutting these different scenes to give you like a 360 view of the movie you know and from these different perspectives and you can really get to know the characters and people watch these movies over and over they buy them for like 20 or 30 bucks and then you know if they're older movies they're in these like bins where they're like you know a couple dollars for all the old classic movies these movies yeah could totally are on some spirit world <laughs> projection electron the electrons the tiny particles that the spirits potentially move that uh, Sir Sir William Crooks or whoever that was that they mentioned they uh, they're on some heavy um, you know trying to really write the sciences behind it <laughs> so funny that is pretty shocking Crooks experimented with the cathode ray tube and placed a Maltese cross inside it and bombarded it with streams of electrons. The Maltese cross is an ancient emblem used by magicians, Kabbalists, royal Satanists, Nazis, and the infamous American Phi Beta Kappa Secret Society. Crooks managed to project a shadowy image at the other end of the cathode ray tube. Which was the first? Yep, that was the first image that was produced on a on on a TV screen was the Iron Cross, which is a symbol. Um, you know, a lot of people use uh, the bikers use it, the choppers, the West Coast chopper symbol, or where else do they use that Iron Cross? Uh, the Independent Skateboard Company, um, and a couple different Christian um, symbols and logos that came out back in the day that kind of had like a tattoo kind of type of font style um yeah that, that was all the iron cross and then you got like the knights templar you know in history being the the, the army for the the catholic church you know uh and that whole ideology they're trying to preserve you know what i'm saying by going to war and killing all the different Religions. First ever electrically created image known to man. The first electronic image was the Iron Cross. The first projection. Damn. And he says, he, he said to me, he said, can you see the spirit? Well, yeah, so... I just want to finish this uh, episode. I know it's going on for a little bit. I want to keep my episodes kind of short. Not go in the 30-minute range, which isn't bad. That's kind of a average. You know, under an hour is just pretty good. But, yeah, I want to make them shorter segments, you know, to get people to engage into them. And, 
But yeah, this is pretty much the overview of Spirit World 1, <laughs> you know, pretty much. <laughs> uh, but we're already 20 mi 28 minutes, so let's just go to this information about these Mojo Spirits. And I said, oh, no, I, uh, I can't see the spirit in that photo. It's just a door. And he said to me, he said, you, you look closer. Uh, and I did look closer, and he, he pointed to what looked like a crack, um, a black crack between the wooden surround of the door and the plaster on the wall. Yeah, so that little part where, you know what I mean, where the wood separates to make the door frame above the door. That's where this photographer was showing him this picture, like, yeah, I caught a spirit. And, he, and this dude was just like, what? Like, what do you mean? And it was at the top of the door frame. So then he got the second photograph out, and that was like a, a side-on, sort of pretty close-up view of this black crack. Now, it just looked like a crack, okay? And he said to me, this is a lost spirit. And it's in this room, and they hear murmurings, and they hear talk, talking. And this alerted this guy, and... Yeah, this is... This kind of stuff really trips people out. Um, you know, to... I mean, there's real... Yeah, there's people that are really on some real observations and they notice cultural related stuff and yeah they're figuring stuff out. Yeah, it's like a projection, like a like a spiritual hologram silhouette that kind of like hovers, and it's it's kind of like a yeah, and it's on the ceiling, which is you know what I'm saying. In in all these scary movies, you always see the ceiling changing color and or trying to drip blood or something, you know. That's always some common theme. crazy information when you really think about it you know there, it doesn't have to be a black crack or whatever it could be any kind of image or it could be a, a hole or it could be you know it could look like your shirt's dirty or something it could be a stain you know what i'm saying <laughs> so on that kind of level that like that'd be ridiculous 
a stain, you know, you have a stain on your clothes and you wipe it off and it just comes right off and it's, it's not even there, you know what I'm saying? Some magic marker or something. And, um, is it still there? And he said, yes, it's, it's still there, but he tries not to pass underneath the door. And I said to him, why? You know, what, what, what would happen? And he said that these lost spirits, um, hang around on the tops of door frames waiting for somebody to walk through because what they want is they want somebody who's under a lot of kind of stress or somebody who's under the influence of alcohol somebody who's under the influence of drugs to walk through and then this mojo would actually drop from the uh, door frame. Damn. So this thing, so these things are dripping pretty much. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's just landing on top of people, you know? Some land on, on their top of their heads. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a wild idea. And it go head first and enter that person's aura or their astral body through what he said was their crown chakra. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I wish I had taken copies of these photographs because I realized um, after I started researching the existence of these lost spirits, these mojos, whatever you want to call them, that uh, photographs like this are extremely rare. And if this gentleman sees uh, this film, I'd like him to send me copies of those photos. All those lonely people. Yeah, all those lonely spirits, you know, there's just that that thin veil, you know, he's talked about, man, that hitting that UHF, that ultraviolet or that ultra high frequency. And, you know, they're, they're you know, it's almost like that thin wall between two houses and it's like you're rattling the wall. Damn. Well, all right, I'm about to sign off. Thanks for listening. It's Creature K, going through some information, checking it out. This is an overview of Spirit World 1. Thanks for listening.